This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke. And I'm Angie Burke. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking about our thought life and what are you actually thinking. And, and the Lord showed me years ago that his children live in two different areas. They live either in the regrets of the past or the what ifs of the future. And what he was really saying is that's where their thoughts lie mostly in the, yeah. the regrets of the past or the what ifs of the future. And so we're going to go over some what ifs. We're going to go over some positive what ifs. That's great. You know, you know and- the regret thing, I, I, I get it. Okay. But the Lord, when I look at my life, in light of how good God's been to me, there's what's to regret? That's because your focus is on that, on, on how good God is to you. Instead of what I did wrong. Right. I, everybody right. does wrong things. We've all right. done it. So don't regret. God isn't yeah. bringing it up. Just enjoy God and move Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. But it's the what ifs that get you. That's well, right. Because that's it's, future. That's exactly right. But I like to do what ifs. In a positive way, like Good. what if I lived, lived in a $10 million home? What if I yeah. had it with a huge pool and a waterfall and a jacuzzi? Or what if I became president? Let's not go there. Yeah, why would What if that? I owned the most expensive car in the world? What if I could buy anything I wanted at any time with no restrictions? I mean, all that stuff, that's actually good to think about that because those are possibilities for you for the future. But most of the time, these what ifs, if not all of the time, are negative. Yes. Oh my gosh, what if the economy collapses? What if I get COVID? What if my kids get sick? What if I get the flu and I lose my job or I'm in a car wreck or what if my family never gets saved? So there are a lot of things that can come into your mind that can really mess you up. It's the what ifs. Mm -hmm. And why is it that we always go negative with that? (laughs) You know what I mean? We never seem to say, well, what if I have a million dollars or what if all these good things happen to me? We always go, oh, what if what if this car wreck happens and what if this bad thing and I, I believe, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of fear to this, but I believe the, it's really is the devil. I it's think the evil. devil's whispering in our ear. Well, what if this? What if this terrible thing happens, and you're like, uh oh, what's that? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, um, so it's the like what a- ifs in terms of being negative, it's all about the fear and the worry, and fear mm-hmm. is is a problem. It's it's sort of like. So like a, a what if is like an evil foreboding. Yes, it's That's like an evil foreboding. Yeah, in other that words, would be a- the what's coming is always evil. It's always well. It, if you let the devil run your life, you're going to have plenty of evil coming. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? Too. People don't think that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just looking at the one where the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all that negative stuff. In fact. The word kill isn't even right. It's a sacrifice. He wants to turn you into a sacrifice. Wow. Um, wow. But we got to get that negative thinking out and we got to be right. free from the fear in every way. And the way you get out of all that fear is to know God's got your back. God's going to show up. He's going to, even if it all turns bad, in the end, he's going to fix it. But, but you said it right there. Somebody might know. 
yes, I know that God is going to fix this in the end, but I'm still scared. I'll tell you why. Because you're not focusing on the fact that God will fix it in the end. You're focusing on the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to switch our thinking and get it on to the, the end, which we know is good. Yes. And well, you know, you know I don't know. A lot of people who have the what ifs may not think it will end good. But if you have God in your life and you know God is a good God and he's not out to get you but out to fix your problems, then you should know the ending is going to be good. Yeah, the ending's going to be good. God said this to me one day when... I was in the middle of something really bad. And the Lord said, I, I don't focus on that. And I said, what are you kidding me? I mean, this is really, really bad. And he said this to me. He said, focus on what I'm going to do to fix this. And that's what I did. I just kept my mind that's on good. it. I said, God's going to make, the, I don't know when, but God's going to make this happen. And it's going to turn out for good in the end. Right. And it did. Right. And when it came out good in the end, I was just thanking God and praising him, and, and I was right. praising him through the difficult time because I knew he was going to make something good out of it. Right. So our thoughts, whatever you think about, is going to be created in your life. If you think on it, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that, that love it also, because what happens is when you think, you're going to speak it. And that's and a that, big thing. When you start yeah. speaking positive things and speaking thanksgiving and worship to God, it's, it's you're calling him. Right. And when you start speaking all that negative, it's like you're calling the devil up to make it happen. Yeah, let's go for like a a normal example. Like you have to have a test, okay? Like something, uh, I don't know, your heart or your lungs or whatever. And and the first thing you're thinking about is, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if it's really bad news? What if, what, what's going to happen? What do I do? Uh, And then the doctor, and then the office calls you and says, call us back right away. Oh, well, <laughs> well, that was a little scary. But you imagine the worst. You could either, even, even, um, either imagine the worst or deny everything and just go about your business. You know, you could say, oh, my gosh, and what if this is cancer? Or you could say, oh, this is just routine. I'll call when I get around to it. Or you could put your faith to work out. Yeah. And you could say, I am healed. I walk in divine health no matter yeah. what they say. No matter what I feel, I believe the Word of God sits above the pain I'm feeling. Right. And the Word of God is true. I believe I'm already healed. The pain I'm feeling is a lie. And lies can be very convincing. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. But anyway, if you choose one of the above, you you might choose the fear. And then you're going to be saying, man, I'm sick. I know something's wrong. Something's wrong. I might even die. You know, I, you know, I'll tell you, you know what happens to me? If I have a dentist appointment and I don't know anyone in the world that has ever t- said to me anyway, or anyone in the world that would actually say, I really love going to the dentist. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, so I mean, I, I don't like it, you know, but I go because I have to. And uh, you know what? Every time I make that appointment, I'll tell you what, three or four days before I go, my teeth are fine, perfect. Three or four days before I go to that appointment, my gums start hurting. Yep. Oh, no, they're throbbing. Oh, no, something's wrong. I mean, the mind can play crazy tricks on you. Yeah, I've been watching TV where, you know, the guy was having a heart attack, and I'm going, (laughs) I feel something. It's a TV show. Oh, that's so funny. But anyway, you start playing this disease out in your mind, and you didn't even get the call back from the doctor yet. (laughs) And before you know it, you're planning your funeral. And I've heard that said many times. You know, you think about, what if I die? What if my kids? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you can really go down a real bad path. And then the doctor calls and says, everything's fine. It's like, well, you just screwed up my funeral. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. You know? Oh my gosh. But everything is fine. And then you go on your merry way and then you're not nervous anymore. But it's that what ifs, you know, it's a negative thought about the future. What could possibly happen? That evil foreboding. You know, there's a doctor, her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she wrote a book, Switch on Your Brain, and Who Switched Off My Brain? And, and she goes into all those things that happen to you when you, when you, when fear uh, comes into you and is really, really bad. It could create terrible chemical chaos in your body because, you know, the brain's going, oh my gosh, where's the fear? I'm not created. They're not, we're not created in fear. We're created in love, but they're looking for the fear and they can't find it. So they go in disarray and they get all the crazy. And that's how you have these, these, uh, these crazy problems and sicknesses. You know, in Matthew 6 and 25 through 34, we're supposed to learn not to be worried about our provision. And he says, you know, here, you you read that. Okay, take take no thought thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or for your body, and yet you shall put on, oh, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? That's cool. The thought, the word thought here, means to be anxious, to be Take troubled no with cares, to look out for things like an evil foreboding. Right. Now, that right. doesn't mean, by the way, you don't go to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. God will provide for you, but he has things for you to do. Right. This, is, this one's talking about provision, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, God's telling us not to be anxious about the future. And, you know, right. it's easy to be anxious. It's yeah. so easy because you say, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, I, you know, I get involved in some of these business things and it's like, what if this all goes wrong? Right. What if the whole country tanks? Oh, my God, I'm going to. And I, I can't go there. What I do is I make sure God's in it, and then I do it, knowing God's in it. In the end, I'll prosper. Right. And if I don't prosper immediately, it doesn't mean anything. God is good, and he wants good for me. Right. Right. He came to give me life and give it to the full, and that's what I believe. Cool. So Jesus talked about the birds of the air and how they don't work for their food because God takes care of them. Now, they, they do have to fly to where the food is, and they have to eat it. And, and then he asks, like, how much more? How much more do I love you than a bird? Right. How much right. more will I take care of you than a bird? You know what I mean? I know. And then he says, why worry about clothing? He pointed to the lilies of the field, and he was saying that that the grass of the field and the lilies shouldn't he shouldn't he love us and care for us and clothe us much more than he does them? I mean, that's you know when that, he talks about the lilies of the field. Okay, what he's talking about there is wildflowers and wildflowers will grow and they'll be beautiful but the next day they're gone and what he's saying is if I'm making the wildflowers for your beautiful vision to see and enjoy the beauty and tomorrow they're all gone a whole new breed comes I'm going to care about you if I do that for a wildflower I care more about you than a than a wildflower that's That's what he's talking about and then he says the lilies of the field it's awesome that's awesome uh, this is a trust issue with God. If we worry about our future, now that doesn't mean we don't prepare for the future. You know, if, if I'm going to take a plane ride somewhere, I'm going to pack my clothes. Right. You know, I don't figure they're going to be on the plane. But it's a trust issue with God. If we worry about our future, then we're not trusting him. It's that simple. Yeah. And you have to do this as an act of yes, your will. Yes, you do. Yes. It's not going to just happen. You're going to go, oh, you know what I mean? What happens if... You know, fear is the opposite of faith, and we know that. Wow. And wow. Um, 
Fear really, stems from unbelief. Yeah. Or belief, it, it's the opposite. Yeah. Or belief in what the devil wants right, to do. Right. That's right. what I always say. Yeah. I know. I, if we don't believe God's word, and you know, you have to do it on purpose. Like, no, I believe I'm going to be safe. I believe God's going to take care of our finances. I'm tithing. I'm doing what God says. I believe I'm under those waterfall of blessings, you know. But I remember. When oh, I feel ahead. a lot of pain in my body on something, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time dwelling on it. What I do do is out loud, out loud I say, I believe the word of God. Right. And the word of God is true. And it sits above the pain I'm feeling. The pain I'm feeling is a lie. Yep. That's I'm good. not denying that the pain isn't there. Because yeah. it's there and I'm feeling it. But I know that's a lie because I'm already healed. That's awesome. You know, the story of Mike Hesch, which you can find on awmi.net, which is Andrew Womack Ministries. He now works for Andrew, but they found that little cancer on him years and years ago. And I may get a couple of, uh, you know, incidences not correct. I'm not sure. It's been a long time. But yeah. he said I could always tell a story. And, and they called him. It was a little tiny thing. And they called him and they said, it's really a severe cancer. And, you know, the man, the man immediately was stricken by fear, went to see his pastor, and the pastor said, Mike, before you ever get rid of this cancer, you have to get rid of the fear. That's awesome. And so now he had two things to deal with. <laughs> now he had fear to deal with and the cancer. And you know what he did? He spent eight months in the Word of God, maybe even longer, in the Word of God, finding out how much God loved him and how much he cared for him and how much he would take care of him. Mike never had that surgery and that tumor that little dot grew to a big tumor just like this. It's just an incredible story. And through that whole months and months and months of learning how much God loved him, the day he got that revelation, like he doesn't have to have this. He never had that peace though about that surgery. And it would have been an easy surgery, but mm. no. He just, and, and where God brought him, where he got rid of that fear, he was able to say, oh my God, I am healed. God is gonna take care of me. And little by little, that thing diminished. You can't even see it on his chest today. Honest, that is exactly what happened. And now he's working and preaching and ministering all over because he's been completely healed. But he had to get rid of the fear first. He realized perfect love casts out fear. I don't, God, you love me so perfectly. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have time to be afraid. Well, that's another and thing. You, but you know, you know, the devil's going to come along and try to Knock yeah. out your faith and bring in the fear. And, you know, yeah. like with Mike, I'm sure he was going, you know, Mike, if you'd have just cut this out the first time, this had all been gone. That, now you're going to die from this. Oh, who? The devil would oh, be saying yes, to absolutely. Mike, now you're going to die absolutely. from this as it grew. You know, absolutely. Staying in faith sometimes takes work. Staying in God's yes. presence and just yes. keep the prayer and he the worked. worship time going. It helps keep all that fear out because you're just so saturated with the presence of God. Yeah, and it wasn't easy. He yeah. would sit there so weak, and but he just did it. He was in the Word, and he got healed. Amen. He did something about it. He invested right. his time into learning how much God really, really loved him. And, and then, you know, that takes time. We don't yes. understand how much he loves us. We only understand love to a degree. What we understand is judgments. Yeah. In other words, God's on... mad at you and there's a judgment. That's what we understand. Yeah. We don't understand that he loves you and he's just not mad. Wow. Wow. So his studying, actually, it developed a confidence in this loving God yeah. that he finally realized, wow, it's nothing that I did. His church was telling him it's something that you did. Oh, I that's couldn't believe one. it. That was so bad. Where is that secret sin? Yeah, yeah. 
But, but he knew after he realized that, he goes, oh man, I am free. So if you want more of that story, go on awmi.net and you will find Mike Hesch and that his story is in there. But, um, well, do you have anything else? Well, you, you know, about- continuing on, Jesus says that the Father already knows all these things, that we have need of all these things. Yeah. The you, you know, how many times have we said, God, I need this and I need that? And God says, I already knew that. You know what I mean? He created this yeah. world. Really, he created the world before he created us. So the provision was already created. So really, what God wants us to do, rather than begging him out of fear, he wants us to say, by faith. You're going to take care of me, Lord. It, he, it's the faith that gets the grace released into that situation, you know? And fear just stops it up. Yeah. You know? Wow. I'll tell you what. If you've got something going on and you're worried about the future in any way, shape, or form, you just go to God and you just be convinced of his love for you. Because when you're convinced of his... You know, do you ever take a kid? They're convinced of their parents' love. They they're just convinced. live carefree and not worried about a thing because they know their mommy and daddy will catch them and help them. And, and, um, and you know, they know that the provision's there. They don't sit down with their <laughs> parents and say, no, listen, it's, you know, it's four o'clock. I want to eat <laughs> some dinner. And do you have food for me? Are you planning on doing it? They don't do that. They already know the parents got this worked out. It's so true. Our two-year-old this weekend went to Disney uh, World with the parents and uh, two-year-old granddaughter. And... uh, they, they, they put her in a lazy river. You know, she had the thing on. But, you know, the lazy river, you just go, you, you have no control. You just fly. And she was not the least bit scared because her father, as hard as it was for him, because, you know, people go in front of you and everything, he was right behind her. And, and she knew it. You know, she knew she wasn't afraid or anything. You know, when you are convinced of someone's love for you, you're, you're, you're okay. And that's what happened here. You know? Yeah. So it's you know, really one nothing day, Al, to fear, really. No, I know. And one day God said this to me. He says, you know what? Rather than asking yourself, what if? Why don't you say the what is? Oh, he that's said, good. Isn't that good? He said, that is more important than the what ifs and worrying about it. Then he said to me, he used these words. He said, it is well. And I thought, oh, wow. God is such a positive God. He is such a good God. And this brought to mind the song. I don't know if you know this song, you must. It is Well With My Soul by Horatio Horatio Spafford. That's right. And this was interesting. This this song was written from a terrible experience, Mm -hmm. a series of major tragedies for this man. He had a son that died from scarlet fever. He lost all of his money in the the great Chicago fire with the collapse of the economy. He planned to travel to Europe with his family, the rest of the family, on this ship or whatever, but he was delayed. So he sent his family ahead of him. And he said, I'll meet you there. And while crossing the Atlantic, which led, led to the death of his Four daughters, okay? It just sank. It just sank. And four daughters were gone, and the wife lived, and she sent him a note, and it said, saved alone. So shortly afterwards, he traveled to meet his wife, who was really grieving, and this became the first verse of, he sat in the, his his ship was right in the area now, Al. Where the other one where sank. Where the act, other one sank. And he sat there and he started writing this song. And it's like, when peace like a river attends my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, 
that has taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. So what would you do if that happened to you? What would, we would, we would panic. We would, we, you know, he wrote a song saying that it is well with his, he made his soul well. Now it doesn't mean he was happy with what happened, but he had peace, you know, and it's because of his faith, realizing Realizing, Al, that no matter what happens, God still loves us and he'll never leave us. You know, today, if that happened to someone and they said, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, they'd say, there's something wrong with you. You got to go see a psychologist. We know you're screwed up over this situation. And if you don't have God, you would be. And I don't know what this man thought back then. I really don't. But I don't know if he thought it was the devil or God or whatever. But I don't know what they thought back then. But I will tell you this. That's a demonic thing that the devil does. He destroys. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And anything that's negative or bad or people dying before their time, that's it. it is not God. Okay? And, you know, I think in, of this. In those days, they would have thought it was God, but it, it's all right. It's yeah, the devil probably, who sinks the ship. Probably. And I think of the Shunammite woman, Alan, how she, she, she had her son who she wanted so badly, and then uh, he grows up and he dies, and she goes back to Elisha, the prophet, and, and, and on her way, the husband said, what's the matter, what's the matter? And she goes, it is well. Her son was dead in the house, and she said, it is well. Wow. She spoke words of faith. She trusted this prophet, who really, back then, they, they were like God to the people, yeah, I guess, were. you know? Yeah. But she only spoke victory. No matter what was going on in her life, she only spoke victory, and her son was lying dead. And the result of her faith was that the prophet raised the child from the dead. But twice, even when he said, his servant went to her and says, what's wrong? She goes, it is well. You know, and, and, and Elisha knew she was distraught. They knew something was wrong. You know, and then they got it out of her, and he went and raised the child from the dead. But she, that's the results you will get if you do away with the fear and do away with the what-ifs. It is possible. And do away with all that negative thinking and start thinking. The world is, especially like we have 24-7 news ch channels now that it's pump bad. out nothing but Satan's news. It's bad. It's you bad. Know? And, we uh, should never fear the future. If you have God and God is your Lord, you should never fear the future. I mean, you really shouldn't because he's got your back. And, you know, I hate to say it, but take it to the worst thing that you could think of. But if you die, you're going to be with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate. And if you, you how know. Bad, how bad is that? Joyce Meyer used to say, look, you believe for your healing. You're not so you're believing. You're standing. You're believing. You're standing. You died. At least you know you did it the right with God's yeah, way. You know, yeah. anyway, because you're in the hands of the Lord. You know, they can't be anything better. So we need to make a decision to settle these questions in our mind early and just know that no matter what comes our way, because really you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. None of us do, you know, and you just have to know that God is always faithful and will take care of you. Yeah, he'll bring you through. Absolutely. And just maintain your faith. That negative, negative thinking, it's like you're conjuring up the devil. It's yes. like you keep... You know, you know, I was I was thinking about it the other day. You know, I had this shoulder pain, and I said, you know, people would say to me, "Well," I said, "Well, I'm doing really good, but every time I get in the car, I have shoulder pain." And I was driving in the car today, and I said, "Oh, my shoulder hurts. My shoulder hurts." And I said, "I think I'm giving the devil permission here, <laughs> yes. because as soon as I get out of the car, yes. I'm okay. Or in certain situations, it's a problem. But anyway, my point is, I, I, I think maybe I, I'm." I'm not going to say giving him permission, but 
He, he's getting in he there the because I'm, like not, the little, I'm opening the door. The little hole in the screen the, that you the always talk about. Screen. That's all he needs is a That's little hole in the screen. That's and true. The, the devil will take over if you give him anything. Yes. He'll, he'll run in and take he's over. Relaxed. And God will not. God will That's not right. go past your will. If he has something for you to do with your life, you must agree and act. It won't happen otherwise. That's right. Well, you know, we'd like to offer you our book, No More Regret, No More Fear. And this story is in here. Oh, yes, it is. It's really awesome about the regrets and the fears. And we don't have to live in any of these realms, okay? If we just lived in the present, praising God and thanking Him for everything, you'd be good. So we want you to go to victorylifeministries.org and get your copy of No More Regret, No More Fear. Al, would you like to... I think the no more regret is a big thing. We regret all these things. Mm -hmm. And in light of the way God saved my soul, I'm not going to hell. I will go to heaven no matter what. And a lot of people go to hell. Yeah. I I don't want to sound negative about this, but they do. A lot of people are just not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. They're so arrogant and they think they're so intelligent and educated. Yeah. And you're going to heaven. Well, praise God. If you're going to heaven, praise God. If you know someone that's not, go tell them. They yeah, go need to tell go them. You want way. to see him in heaven. I told somebody recently, I want to see you in heaven. And so I'm looking for the opportunity to talk to her about it. But anyway, we thank you for joining us. Check out our YouTube channel and please subscribe. We're getting lots of subscribers. We're really blessed by that. And you'll be getting a teaching a week, plus something from Victory Lap every once in a while I, I throw out there. But uh, Go to Victory Live today on YouTube and subscribe, and we would appreciate that. And we want to thank you so much for joining us today. You know, we enjoy giving out the words of truth that God has given us, and we've actually lived it all. So thanks so much for joining us. Remember, victory is yours through Jesus Christ, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.